when you were a kid, you used to. I used to drink a drink called a cheeky vinto, and okay. I used to. I, used to have I have heard of this before. What's in it? It's uh, um, W blue WKD. <laughs> okay. So a classy ingredient to, as a base. So what makes it red? Uh, vinto. I think it's Ribena. Okay. Or something like that. Because there used to be a drink called Vimto. Yeah. Like a soft drink. That still exists. I, I haven't had one in... I don't think I've ever had one, actually. Yeah, no, neither have I, other than that cheeky no. one. Uh, oh, it's port! That's what makes it red. Uh, it's port, okay. WKD Blue, and... I'm going to look something this else. <laughs> I don't trust you. It's really good. Cheeky Vimto cocktail. I, we used to go to the pub. I, I shouldn't be saying this when it's being recorded, but... I was 16, 17? Naughty, oh, yeah, naughty. No, was, this was before they properly started. The Wikipedia article for Cheeky Vimto is actually great. Cheeky Vimto is an alcoholic cocktail. Primarily drunk in nightclubs rather than bars, the Cheeky Vimto is a popular drink among Britain's younger population. Yeah. Despite the name, the soft drink Vimto is not part of the cocktail, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> One or two shots of ruby port and a bottle of blue WKD. It just yeah. tastes like Vimto, apparently. I guess so. I mean, I, I, yeah, it tastes really good. It's, it's so sweet. I mean, it's like drinking sugar. Yeah, which is my ideal cocktail. Apparently, you can also refer to it as a cheeky V. <laughs> that's, that, that's what probably the cool kids call no. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can also have an extra cheeky Vimto, which replaces one of the port shots with neat vodka. Wow, that's quite the drink. That's too. Yeah, that's a man's drink. That's not. Uh... <laughs> That will put hairs on your chest. Not for the 16-year-old Al Monk. <laughs> Chirps at the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did you grow up? Brighton. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you know, we were, yeah. I mean, I really did all my learning on the streets, uh, but of, of Brighton. Yeah. I used to go to this pub a lot called Checkers, and the barman must have been about 23, and he basically <laughs> owned the place. I don't know how we started going there, but I must have been about... He owned the place. Oh! I know, I owned the house. years old. Yeah, I think so. Like, he had, like, a landlord or something, but he he was the one that was there every day. He was the only member right. of staff. Right. He was He was awesome. I used to play, uh... I started playing gigs there. Just, you know, me and a guitar. Might get some of that later if you're lucky. I brought it along. <laughs> you did I not bring it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Open my clients. Oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't know you used to play in... Were you in a band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you call two people a band? You, I, think so. I think so. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're I mean, the White the Stripes, stripes a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band. I was very much the lady playing drums. Um, <laughs> in the White in Stripes the, combination. In you were, I stood you were Meg White. Yeah, <laughs> <You're the laughs> played White very song. simple. Yeah. What was your band called? We were called uh, The Dave Complaints. Because originally we were called the Dare Complaints, which okay. was a lyric from a song by the Libertines, and then the Brighton Music Guide printed it with a typo, and it was actually easier to change the band name because we were so new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had so few fans. I basically had to go and tell my mum, "Look, we're not called the Dare Complaints anymore. It's called the Dare Complaints." Because of one typo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Brighton Music Press. <laughs> yeah, they they ruined us. Um, yeah. How long did that go on for? Uh, about probably about three weeks. I got I got bored of it pretty quickly. I I didn't patterns and things like among starts. A <laughs> <laughs> e. one of one of my old bosses used to call me Captain Eighty Percent because I'd eighty percent do something and then get bored of it. 
Which I always thought was quite mean, considering, you know, nowadays. Is it true? Uh... Is it true? I think I've got better at it recently, yeah. in the last I two mean, years. I mean, you spend a lot of time, um, well, I don't know how much time you spend, but it certainly seems like you make a lot of things outside of your sort of day job. Yeah. Whether they're sort of apps or little side projects. Um, yeah. And, I mean, you've taken a couple of those to completion that are live and people are using them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, and then when people give feedback, I kind of, you know, go off the radar <laughs> and walk away slowly, backwards. Uh, yeah, no, I like, I think doing side projects is pretty much the only mm-hmm. way you can, you can keep up any sort of uh, momentum of, like, learning and stuff. Especially so that's mainly why you do it? Yeah, I think so. I kind of get really intrigued about something, so intrigued that I obsess about it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of get bored and try something else. It's kind of like the opposite of the plot of Breaking Bad, in a way. But like, <laughs> do, do explain how it's the opposite of the plot of Breaking Bad. Well, in, he is he a chemist it, full-time, really. yeah. and as his side project... There's a Medium blog to be written here. <laughs> how Breaking Bad is like my startup. How, how chemists <laughs> learn to code? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's, there we yeah. go. Buy me on Medium.com. Yeah. <laughs> You should be writing these. I, I mean, you, what I, are you doing during the day at the <laughs> moment? Because you could should be writing medium. Posts yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be up day. there. Yeah, twice a day probably. Easily. Um, I don't know. I think I'm really bad at getting into a routine about writing, and that I always like the idea of writing stuff. And I guess I'm a bit like you, but more like five percent when it comes to the <laughs> writing. That, like, I should write about this. And then move on. It's a real skill. It's not one I can keep up. I started a blog, uh, and the last post on it was about. Yeah. I did three posts in one day, and then the last one was about ten. And that's a sort of interesting area in general because people still blog, but blogs don't really feel like they're a thing anymore. Like everyone's writing on Medium or or something. Yeah. Or WordPress bad clones of Sattle. The sort of rip-off yeah. theme that people were playing, they're like, oh yeah, totally part of Subtle. Yeah, I think Dustin invited me. Is it not now open to everyone? Uh, yeah, it now was. it is. Okay. I think that was kind of prompted by Medium. Medium opening so, up to yeah, everyone yeah. probably made that happen. Because they were so similar, such, like, a, such mm. a similar Yeah. I have, to, I have to admit, I've never actually written in Subtle. I've, I've sort of used the editor in Medium and like it a lot. Mm, it is really good. Is it similar in Subtle? I don't know. I never signed up. Okay. I think I... When it, when it first came out, I was like, oh my god, emailed Dustin Curtis, <laughs> didn't get a reply. I had very, you know, my publishing career was, yeah. uh, get me, it please. was budgeting, but it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, exactly. Hi, Dustin. Uh, in that voice. <laughs> Should we make a drink? Yeah. Let's what are we going to make? Uh, so, well, what are you going to make is the question. <laughs> um, you're oh, going to make a drink called uh, Tommy's Margarita. Tommy's. Tommy's margarita. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's quite simple. Um, do you know what's in a margarita? Like a mm, normal margarita. No, I have a guess. Is it named after the pizza? Why? I don't think so. What? What? What does that name mean? Is it a place? Let's uh, have a you look. know, Domino's just go for the cheese and tomato, which everyone understands. That crosses yeah, boundaries. That's not, that's not in a margarita. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I gathered that. Unless it was um, going to be like. 
oregano and cheese. The exact origin and inventor of the margarita is unknown. Oh, well, that's the cop-out Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it says that, the rumour says that it might be uh, in honour of a Mexican showgirl called Rita de la Rosa, a sort of drink. Um, oh, okay. Named after her. I think you can use that kind of, you know, that kind of phrasing and, to explain anything. And there's another one. Another common origin tale begins the cocktail's history at the legendary um, Balinese Room in Texas, where head bartender Santos Cruz created the margarita for singer Peggy Margaret Lee. It's supposedly named after the Spanish version of her name, Margarita, and it's been a hit ever since. Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that people don't know. Okay. That's, yeah. But, you know, it's in a place where... Tequila is abundant, and so is... I just, I just told you what's in it, without you guessing. Tequila? Um, yeah, it's well done, well done. Oh, That's can... such a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in a margarita? Uh, I don't even know what they look like. I don't think I've ever had one. You've I've never had, had a margarita? No. Okay. I mean, you know me. Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're not a big drinker, yeah, well. that's the thing. You're sort of... <laughs> no, I'm not, you're right. Yeah. And then I've, I've seen you have half a pint and... Fall over? Fall over. <laughs> yeah. Not quite, but close. How much stronger is tequila than beer? It's not a fair comparison because beer you have something like 500 milliliters of and it's mm. like 5%, but... Um, Presumably you're not going to make this content of tequila. in a pint glass. No, we're not going to make it in a pint <laughs> glass. Although that, that's an idea. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the wonders of... Recording this in a bar means we have access to pretty much everything that we need to be able to do this. This is a really cool location. It under, uh, under the street. Under the streets on Brick Lane. Yeah, from it's a, amazing. From a speakeasy. It's really good. Right, let's get you making this drink. Come cool. on. Do I come in there? Yeah, pop round oh, great. to the back of the bar. So, to make a Tommy's Margarita, we need three ingredients. We're going to use um, tequila. Mm -hmm. um, agave syrup and fresh lime. Okay. That's it. Um, so we're going to start with the lime. And the sort of, we're going to make two. The spec is, um, which is like the ingredients, it's 20 um, lime, 15 agave, and 50 tequila. Cool. But because you're making two, we're going to double those up. So awesome. that means you need 40 <laughs> lime. This is your 20 40 jigger. That's 20 on this side, 40 on this side. Right. Need that. Here's your lime juice, squeezed fresh. Great. 40. 40. So up to the top? Well, basically, you want it to be um, right up to the top. So you want it to be on the line and, and then sort of get it into the drink. Great. So explain what is in this? Just lime juice? Just lime juice. Okay. <laughs> explain what's in lime juice. Well, Al, it has <laughs> lime juice and lime juice. There we go. You need a bit more than that. That's really? actually slightly lower than... My hands aren't steady enough no. for this. How about that? I mean, <laughs> Before you spilled it, it was fine. Okay, maybe, so most maybe, of it just went in the sink. In the sink. Yeah, still a little bit more. Just maybe a dash Freestyle, more. don't even need the jigger. Jigger is the real that. word of this thing. Jigger is the real word for that. Wow. Uh, so you're going to use uh, 30 agave for two drinks. So that's your agave syrup. Great. Is this, what is this, honey? It's not honey, actually. It is uh, the syrup of the agave plant. Oh, wow. Which is actually what you make tequila from as well. Amazing. So that's the 15 okay. jigger, so you need two of those. Great. That's a bit sticky obviously because it's yeah. syrup, uh, so you want to get slightly more than sort of top and then pour it into the drink and then do the same again. Yeah, that's it. Okay. 
What are these called? Measuring bowls. Tiny, tiny saucepans. <laughs> Those ones. You Great. again got syrup again, yeah, in the yeah. station. We won't have to clean this bar before we leave. <laughs> and then finally, the tequila. Today we're going to use Ocho. Great. Actually. Where does it um, come from? Mexico. It does. This is your 50ml jigger. You need two of those. Cool. Keep going. Right up to the top. Oh, oh I don't know how... Now most of it is on the bar as well. Basically I... everything what? is covered in tequila. All of these need a spout. That's what... <laughs> need a spout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the spout yeah. is for. Jesus, I've got tequila on my hand. I'm going to smell like a drunk when I go back to work. Great. That's all your ingredients. Awesome. Thank God. <laughs> Before there's before, any more that goes on the before floor. Before anything else is <clears throat> And then you're going to go and get ice. Great. Where's the ice? That's uh, in the ice machine at the back. That one. Get that um, spade. This thing. Yep. And fill a good sort of. You don't need that much. Oh, okay. You said full of it. You just. That is you that. just got ice for about 10 people. Okay, just <laughs> fill this in. That did not go well. <laughs> just put it in the station, come okay. on. Yeah. How? Just pour it. Just literally... Yeah. Pour it. <laughs> Loud. Break everyone's ears. Break everyone's ears. Okay. Um, and then, get this. Yeah. You want to fill it with a good amount of ice. Okay. Bit more. Bit less. <laughs> Don't is, touch the ice. This is the first circular <laughs> ice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we have spherical ice balls. No, that's good, that's good. Yeah, you're good. Great. Okay, so what you're going to do now is, yeah. so you have two parts of a tin, and you're going to pour the small part of the tin into mm -hmm. the large one. Okay. And then basically, do it, like pour it in. Just literally throw yeah. it in. We want to do this on the table, because you're going to hit, basically, this tin. You're going to put it like that, and then give it a good hit. Maybe a bit more. Yeah, wow. like that. Okay. And now you get to shake. Now, what you want to do is you want to get sort of a slightly circular motion in there. Yep. So as you're shaking, you want to rotate the ice balls around the drink so it mixes the drink, mm. it chills the drink. That's why they're circular. That's why it's, no, that's not why they're circular. I'll tell oh, you right. why they're circular in a second. Do I turn it so down? No, no, you're good there. So basically bring it up to your arm. Yeah. Yeah. No, about like this. <laughs> this, is, this is becoming titanic. <laughs> and you want to get that sort of movement in there. Bit, bit more force. Yeah. Circular. That's it, that's it. A bit more force. And you want to feel the sort of shaker getting cold on yeah, the outside. My hands are getting cold. Yeah, that's I good. want gloves. That's good. <laughs> you don't get gloves. Give it one, one last two, three. How do you. Alright, let's just begin. Okay, great. Put it down. Wow. Want to pop it open, like so. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get what's called a hawthorn. Horse. Hawthorn. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Hawthorn. Let me get you some glasses. So this is a kind of, uh, like the stuff you pass it through. Yeah, basically. I mean, technically it's the same thing. So pop that onto top of that. As like such. That. Yeah. And now you want to get down to eye level here, and you yeah. want to pour the drink between those two glasses. Equally. Okay. Okay. You want to pour some into. You want to pour a little bit into uh, both. Yeah. So you get some into. No, no, not from that side. No, no, no. The, oh. the entire point of this is you can hold it from um, the shaker and then put your finger on this little groove. Yeah. And that gives you control. That is over ingenious. This. So then all you have to do is basically push it forward so that the strainer is flush with the tin. Right. And then these holes is where the drink is going to call. Awesome. Rock.
almost dropped I... the drink. So I went. Yeah. I went get down to eye level. Yep. This is. <laughs> it's quite big for my small hands. Can they do like a mini version. <laughs> they do. Well, yes, they do actually. Hey, this, yeah. Yeah, like that. Great. Now pour some into the other one. Don't touch the glasses because oh. they're cold and you don't want them to get warm with your hands. Yeah. A bit more in both. A um, bit more into the left one. And then a bit more into the right one. <laughs> Without pouring yeah. it on the bar. <laughs> a bit more into the left one. <laughs> this is great. This is like an internship. It is. <laughs> Now give it a good sort of final shake into both drinks. Just go like this, so that the last of the drink is out. Yeah, and then some of this one. Done. Put a stick into each. Great. So that we can move the ice about. And what you want to do now is you want to get some about three of these large ice cubes into each glass. Okay. So you want to get your spade. Without using my hands. Without using your hands. You can use the stick to just sort of guide the ice in. Okay. There you go. That's it. One? You want to keep the stick in there, because it's not oh, yours. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then this one. There you wow. go. Put the stick back in the drink. <laughs> and there you go. You just that. made your first cocktail. Amazing. That's Tommy's Margarita. So is... Wow. Cheers. Cheers. How's it taste? Don't spell it out. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I was making a joke. It's actually okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is quite nice. Yeah. I will give you a... Do I get points? Six out of ten for that, I think. Six out of ten? Six out of ten. Yeah. So where did I fall down? Um, you touched the ice, which wasn't good, because that's not hygienic. Okay. Um, you spilled half the contents of the drink onto the counter. Mm hmm that's a pretty bad one. <laughs> um, and then you, you you were sort of shaking it, but you want to shake it a lot more sort of harder than that because you want to get as much air into the drink as possible. I'll make the second round. I know it looks like prepare. I go to the gym a lot, but yeah. I'm going to surprise these, you These here. guns. These bad boys. <laughs> um, great. But yeah, not bad for your first time at all. It's nice and cold. Well done. Mm. I like the, uh, the frozen what glasses. What do you think nice It is... Mm, I like it because it's very citrusy. Yeah. I like citrus. You like citrus and you like sweet drinks, so that's why yeah, I thought I you might like this yeah, one. Yeah, it's quite nice and sweet. Yeah. It's, it's uh, also simple enough that you can order it in pretty much any bar. Really? Yeah. Great. Like, they should probably have agave. So yeah, it can become like your go-to drink if you like citrus and, no, it's really and nice. sweet things. So what's the difference? Because it kind of... I'm, I'm trying to remember what a mojito tastes like, which is one of the other... Very, out of my limited vocabulary... Well, mojito but... has rum in it, whereas mm. a migrate has tequila in it. That would okay. probably mean... But and, they look and... similar. There we go. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> in that it's sort of yellow, <laughs> a bit like this. I mean, they both have lime in them. I guess that's that's pretty much as as far as the, as this goes okay. in terms of similarities. That's close enough for me. There Things that have lime in them are pretty much the same thing yeah, as exactly. far as you're yeah, concerned. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This Mountain Dew, Seven Up, Seven Up with lime. This would be great with Seven Up. You want to put Seven Up in it? That's terrible. When did drinking tequila at 2pm become my job? When um, your life became awesome. <laughs> Woo! Since 1988! It's quite, um... I can't remember what tequila actually tastes like on its own. 
You can't remember what tequila tastes like on it, sorry. No, it's been so long. The great thing about being the butt is I'll, I can solve that for you. We don't have any shot. I, I don't want a shot. I will, I will vomit. <laughs> I don't want to ruin this nice bar. I'm going to just imagine what this would taste like without lime. Well, do you just want like a tiny bit of tequila? Not a shot. I have no idea. Oh, that's not, this. yeah. No, let's put it in this. A miniature wine glass. A miniature wine glass. <laughs> oh, it's actually a cognac glass. I'm going to feel like a, yeah. Uh... That's a lot. Sorry, don't down. Oh, don't down that. <coughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's... The good thing about there it, so, it like, the tequila that we're actually using is... Most people sort of assume tequila is nasty and horrible and that you need, like, salt and lime to just get through it. Yeah. But actually, tequila that's been unaged is actually a sipping drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually really it's, smooth. Yeah, it really and, is. And really flavorful. Yes. I'm comparing this to when I you were used to go to house parties, yeah. And drink tequila out yeah. of a sort of Jose Cuervo. Like, yeah, and then like suck a lime to, for sanity. Just to get rid of yeah, that yeah. lime. Yeah, whereas like this is actually... Um, but yeah, it basically it has kind of various levels. So you kind of have um, Blanco, um, Reposado, Anejo. <laughs> Fuck, it's strong. <laughs> Did you finish it? Uh, no, you didn't. Almost. You had two sips. Right, I'm gonna make one more drink so we can sit through them. This has been more of a... Let's get... Oh wow, <laughs> Let's... okay. Now, let me make the same drink. Get the ice out. I noticed that you didn't drop any ice. I, when you, uh, <laughs> I didn't drop any ice, floor. that comes with practice. There's one. I did that on purpose because I had a bit too much. Give it. Shaking one handed. <laughs> so, uh, and look at the foam. Like, that's wow. what I So you want to almost like hear it oh, when yes. you open it. That's what cheeky vinto sounded like. That's what cheeky vinto sounded like. And you can hold the thing with one hand without having to stretch. The way you hold, the way I had to hold that was like when I hold someone's Samsung Note and I have to hold it grasped <laughs> with two hands. You're like, this is like the phablet of shakers <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's gonna buy these? I often question. Who's gonna buy these things? There's an emerging market in Asia. They are popular, aren't they? Like, yeah. surprisingly popular. Um, I've never used one. I've seen other people use it I and always thought they look a bit awkward. Yeah, totally. Especially if you're having a phone conversation. You just look like an idiot. Like, there's no two ways of going there on. There was that Asus device, wasn't there, which was called like an e-phone with mm. like three E's or something. And they were basically saying in their advertising that this is how you can use this thing which is you know nearly the size of an iPad mini as a phone and hold it up to your ear and not look like a door. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Um, cheers. This is a much better looking version of what I just made. Tastes stronger as well. I Yeah we probably used slightly too much agave in the first one. Oh okay. So the tequila comes through a bit stronger on this. Mm. Glad I'm not driving later. <laughs> You know, or any time tomorrow. That would be... Do you, even, do you have a driver's license? Yeah. I don't. Clean as well. Clean. You don't have a driver's Well, you never I learned to drive? I've never learned to drive. I always lived in large cities all my life, so I was born in Istanbul. Um, if, I, if I lived in Istanbul, I probably would have learned to drive, because you do need a car um, to do anything. But I moved to London when I was 13, and I never really felt the need to learn to drive. You can just get anywhere using public transport. In London, yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, other than, you know, London Bridge on a Sunday when the Circle Line is shut. Why would you go to London Bridge on a Sunday? Borough Market's shut. So okay, that's, that's pretty true. much the only good thing. Yeah, um, I mean, this sort of when I when I felt the pain the most is um, I went to LA last summer, and which is just a driving town, right? And I didn't have I don't have a driver's license, so um, I had to take about four or five Ubers a day <laughs> just to get places. There is no other way to. You look in Google Maps. You basically look on Google Maps. I was staying in West Hollywood. I'd be like, okay, so I'm meeting my friends here. And you look on the maps and you sort of judge it by eye and say, that's, that's kind of a, that's an acceptable distance. And you, and you know how it defaults to showing you the car yeah. journey. So I would say, this is like an eight minute drive. I'd be like, great, I can walk that. I'd press the walk button and I'd say, it's a 55 minute walk. Fuck. Just, the, just the numbers. It doesn't work the same way that you think it will work in in London because I think basically they just go up to the highway and yeah. just speed it to wherever you're going. So for us, you can sort of judge if something's like a 20 minute drive, you can easily judge how long the walk it is. Yeah, because you basically did, take the same route. I just did not find that to be the case in LA at all. Mm. Yeah, I've never been, but I've seen, uh, I know where France was set in New York. Which one? There was some sitcom where they always drive everywhere. I can't remember. Which what is Seinfeld set? I don't know. I don't think I ever watched Seinfeld. Not seriously, anyway. Mm. Yeah, don't tell Simon why worry that. He will is make you watch Seinfeld. Oh, is he? You, seriously? Am I going to be sat down for an entire weekend and you know watch? Thing... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the first things that came out for the Oculus Rift was uh, Seinfeld's apartment. I did see him so tweet that, could... actually. Jerry's room, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's great. And now, you know, I'm Have you tried sure... an Oculus Rift? Uh, no. I haven't either. I think it's the sort of thing that would make me physically ill. You reckon? Yeah. Well, they used Especially to say... Especially after two of these tequilas. <laughs> I find. So they used to say that um, the first version was a lot worse in terms of motion sickness. And then for the second one, they basically... Um, they now do positional tracking, right? So they basically have a camera mm. that's um, tracking your movement. So it means that your, your sort of vision, what you're seeing, is adjusted to how you move. And that goes some way towards solving the whole motion sickness thing. Because the reason people get vertigo is your visual <clears throat> sort of input is moving, but yeah. your body isn't. And you're very confused about what's going on, and that's why you feel sick. But because they're able to sort of match the movement of your sort of head and body um, okay. to what you're seeing, they say that that's gone some way towards solving it. I'm, I'm sure someone must have one in London. We should figure out who has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... It kind of just seems like having the IMAX strapped to your face. To your face, yeah. yeah. No, that's probably a good voice and to like, describe it. Yeah, maybe that should be their tagline. It's like an IMAX. Strapped to your face. Strapped to your face. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, clearly, why why have Facebook bought them? What are they going to do with that? That is a good question. I'm going to put you on the spot there. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go against the grain here. I think it makes sense. Go on. When you, think you can't just it. stop there. I can, I can, that's why that's it. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Full stop. No, okay. um, the reason I think it makes sense is um, for a few reasons. One is, and this is just me being facetious, but it was either going to be them or Google. And I think Facebook is at a point where they'd rather buy something than Google would. Yeah. So from that point of view, 
Um, I think there's a bit of strike before Google does. Yeah. As far as that acquisition is concerned. But on the other side, I mean, virtual reality, the sort of Oculus guy started from looking into games, and I think, like, I honestly think it's going to change how we play games for good. I, I'm a complete believer in sort of virtual reality being the next big thing for games. But I think it'd be, you have to assume that it has other sort of users beyond that. And and for kind of Facebook, which is their entire point is like, let's connect the world. Well, virtual reality goes a long way towards actually making that happen. If you could just watch a movie together, yeah. in that you sort of have this thing on and you're watching a movie and on your left is, is sort of your friend. I think those sort of use cases are quite interesting mm. for a company like Facebook. Do you, do you not think so? Do you not think it makes uh. sense? You know, I wasn't one of the legions of Hacker News commenters who were like, oh my god, worst thing ever. But uh, there's a big kind of trend at the moment of exciting company, you know, starts, exciting company, launches the product, exciting company gets bought by, you know, Facebook, Google, yeah. Nokia. Exciting. Nokia? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking, you know, I'm looking back way <laughs> in the past. When was the last time Nokia was able to buy anything? <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe not anymore. Yeah. That's an outdated reference. But, uh... You know, and then, like, it gets rolled into the company, you know, they yeah. never get heard from again. Uh, uh, a bit like Sparrow and oh, Google. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's the perfect example of, mm -hmm. like, a product everyone loves. Um, you know, I had Sparrow for years, mm -hmm. however long it was out, felt like years. Um, had it on my phone, had it on the computer, and then the day it got bought, I think now they, like, push security updates, but, sure. like, nothing else. No. Um, and, like, how is that? Like, nothing well, has... has better Gmail that I've seen. They kind of promised that a lot yeah. of the thinking was going to find its way into Gmail. And yeah, I, I can't really point to one thing in particular and say, oh yeah, that's clearly from Sparrow. Yeah, exactly. There isn't really anything. But maybe it's just the team working on that problem. Yeah, it I mean, just been this was talent. before Gmail had an iPhone up, right? I think, by Sparrow? I don't actually know. I think it must have been. Because okay. I remember they used to have that really, that really blue web interface. They did, yeah. And that was a right. big... Kind of thing. But that was all part of the, the sort of massive Google redesign anyway. The sort yeah. of whole look and feel changing. Yeah, I don't cool. think we can point that to Sparrow and say... <laughs> they did this. They did the redesign. Well, they might have done. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think... I don't know. I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, email is a funny one anyway, because I constantly... Uh, you know, I constantly have this conversation of like... Web... Using the, using the web interface, because mm -hmm. I mean, I use Gmail. We use Gmail at work. And like, so you use Google Apps? Go yeah, exactly, okay. Go Cardless, yeah. And uh, it's either have two tabs open in my browser all the time, and I always just, you know, whenever I get about more than 12 tabs, I just force quit it anyway, because I, I you know, I get bored. <laughs> you uh, get bored of tabs. And You're talking about the problem of having your personal Gmail and your sort of corporate Gmail it's on the even just like, how right. do I check my email? And it's like, I turned off all push notifications for my mm. email on every device, right? Because I... I check my email often enough that I don't need to be told when I have email. Sure. Uh, and, you know, I get a lot of bad marketing spam every day. And uh, every time, I, you know, I'd, I'd, sit, I'd be sitting at my desk, the old me, three months ago, push notification, whatever noise it makes. And, and you know, it, it total distraction. Yeah, it takes you out of context. Yeah. Of I mean, I have the doing. same thing now with Twitter, but I think it's normally if someone is direct messaging me yeah. or atting me, it's at least, you know some f witty 
One of my 30,000 followers. <laughs> Here we go. Here we uh, go. I was, wait, I was waiting for that. I was, I was wondering when that was going to come out. Sorry, did I? Yeah, yeah. sorry. I'm, oh, no, I haven't mentioned You casually the mentioned the fact that you now have 30,000 <laughs> followers on Twitter. Tell us more about that, I mean, Why do you have 30,000 followers? I'm waiting followers? to order the t-shirts that say bigger than Gruber. That, that <laughs> yeah, is right, when, that, when that I start right. hitting, you know, 100k, yeah. 200k, yeah. you know, which is surely within the next couple of weeks. So Al had about, what was it, like 2,000 followers on Twitter? About... Uh, yeah, 2,500. Okay, but you know, about... you, you know the exact number. And where, yeah, because you know. I had that number counting? for about 12 months. Yeah, and in the, <laughs> in the last two weeks, Al has... Um, added something like 28,000 followers, is now on something mm. like 30,000 followers. Um, except they're not really real people, are they, Al? No, they, they're, a lot of them are fake. I think, you all know, of them are mm, fake. It's hot, it's, you know, it's, it's bold to say all of them. I did get Twitter audited, and it told me that I was a fake account, which I didn't feel <laughs> Twitter about. thinks you're a fake person. And so in, in my, in desperation, I, I spent $20 on ads. So that they would hopefully verify me. You spent, <laughs> roll back, roll back. You spent twenty dollars on ads on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter ads. Yeah. Um, so that they would verify your account. Oh well, yeah, because then I was like, oh. You so know. what happens? Okay. So first of all, why are you trying to get your account verified? What happens then? Uh, why? Yeah. I, well, that's you know, it's it's like the modern equivalent of the Victoria Cross. Uh, it's like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, it's a badge of honor. I want, I want that badge. I would sew it. The verified badge is the modern day equivalent of the Victorian cross. Yeah, there that's we go. That, there you go. That's <laughs> that can be the name of this episode. Um, yeah, I think. I don't know. I just so this is I unrelated to your twenty eight thousand spam followers. You just wanted to get verified. Uh, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted to get verified because I have twenty eight thousand spam followers. I don't, want, you know, I don't want people to look at me and be like, he's. What? I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna think. Other than I attract a lot of you know people called Kylie Bieber, and uh, yeah, you know, the, the, lots of Harry Styleses who yeah. are following me now. Numerous, you know. One of what if one of them is the real Harry Styles, and we're writing him off as a spam follower. That's a spam follower. He's just you know he's just super interested in tech and uh, UI design. Mm. Anyway, we were talking about Oculus Rift. And I was talking <laughs> we're talking about, about why you have 28,000 spam followers on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a long story. But yeah. uh, a long, mysterious story. Be honest, are you buying them? No. Do you think someone is buying them for you? I don't know why that is a good joke, though. Because it kind of ha, is... Ha ha, I got our spam followers. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of oh, a shit joke. he looks popular. Yeah. It's kind of like buying me my own parade. <laughs> that is what someone might have done. And then I have to look at who would do that. Because there has to be a reason for it. Oh yeah, yeah, there like, has to be. But then I look at, you know, my friends, my mm -hmm. close friends, yeah. who care about Twitter, which is basically you, uh, and a handful of others. And a handful of Yeah, you know, Mr. Daniel House, Simon Wybrick, possibly John Gold. Possibly. Um, you know, internet celebrity that he is. <laughs> I can't see him spending his hard-earned cash on buying me followers but you know maybe that's it's kind of like a long running joke you you know your twitter account is super interesting is is kind of the joke <laughs> that's that's not a joke is well it? no no i mean that's <laughs> just fact uh yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on no i don't know what to do either like other than ride the wave of 
popularity. Could you um, email Twitter and say this is happening with my account? I could do, but you know, it's not all bad. <laughs> it's like, you know, I get. Why do I get the feeling that you secretly love what's going on? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's of course I do. That's yeah, pretty, yeah. That's pretty no, much. Geez, that, let's just repeat that. No, that's more than Science Fire has. It's more than. Uh, you know, I don't think you're making a fair comparison. Wait, first of all, um, why the hell does it even matter? Two, those are real people, whereas you basically have a bunch of bots following you, and all it does is show a high number on your Twitter profile page. Yeah, but, you know... It's like a cheap win, isn't it, really? It is a cheap win, yeah. But a win, nonetheless. (laughs) And a win is a win. You're like, I'm going to take my cheap win and roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When I get the bigger than Groover t-shirts uh, printed, he's not going to know if it was a cheap one or not. I guess not. What I'm interested to see <laughs> is if all these bots get deleted by, you know, tweets, by Twitter, 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 then that it's going to be I'm going to be like a fallen John Lennon who was once popular. You're putting your head in your hands. And I now, can't believe you just called yourself a fallen John Lennon. <laughs> no, 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 if. The bots get deleted. Yeah. Simon Wybray mm-hmm. is my Yoko Ono. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, you know, one day, if all these spam followers keep coming to me like bees to honey, then... Yeah, bigger than Groover. Let's talk Moving about the... Moving swiftly uh, on <laughs> to other topics. Yeah, let's talk about the... Um, um, I want to talk to you about uh, Monument Valley, which yes. is uh, the new game by oh, Us Two so Studios. good looking. <laughs> It's so good looking. Uh, so Monument Valley has... Uh, the guys have been working on it for a while now. I think it's been over a year. And they pushed the first beta out. It was early December, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, mid-December. And it's just landed in the App Store today. Um, I have been playing the the sort of the final have version. Have you finished it yet? Today. I'm actually, I'm actually on 10. It has come on leaps and bounds since the betas, I have to say. Like, it's yeah. a lot more polished. There's a lot more sort of content there feels altogether a lot more slick. No, I think the guys did a fantastic job. I think it's it's great, basically. The gameplay is spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I, Have you I, finished it? No, I, I started playing it this morning. Okay. Uh, I'm, you know, it's it's absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't dedicated enough proper time. I played the beers. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's one, I tweeted about it earlier, and I said something like, it's, you know, arguably one of the most unique and... Uh, you know, perfect iPhone games for sure. Ever yeah. made iOS games. I think for me, the interesting totally thing is, it's yeah. totally, it's yeah. absolutely incredible. The um, interesting thing for me was um, I was at home for Christmas during mm. the summer, and I had the uh, the first beta on my um, iPad. Like it was basically the core of the game was there, but it didn't have any sound and so like the gameplay. Of, exactly, yeah. a few things were a bit sort of yet to be finished, and um, I actually gave it to my mum. Oh, yeah. um, I said, Mum, have a go at this. And um, she played it from start to finish, basically in one evening. Um, See, that's and, great. And she was just like, and she really got it. Like, there's no, there's nothing to learn. Um, it just sort of makes sense. And, and she was just like, that's great. And yeah. had a sort of really great time. So I think it's sort of appeal will go beyond the sort of obvious people who might buy oh, yeah, for um, sure. such games. It's, yeah, it's amazing because it's, I mean, it's visually beautiful, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it is. But it's also, it's a really clever gameplay di- uh, dynamic. Sure. For those yeah. who haven't seen it, you basically, it's like playing inside a, like an Escher drawing, yeah. basically, in that there's Lots sort of... Lots of optical illusion. 
Yeah. You're basically messing with optics and, and physics to uh, control a character called Ida through a, a series of um, puzzles, essentially. And there's a sort of background story to it about how um, this is maybe a sort of forgotten realm in mm. which once people lived. Um, but yeah, the gameplay is um, absolutely spot on. And yeah, I think I wish them well. And I hope all oh yeah, I'm sure they'll do really well. Doing. And, and I think it's really nice. Like I'm, I'm actually really just proud of the guys. It's happening here in London. They're just basically four minutes walk from us. Yeah. And, and they put together an amazing team to work on it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. It's like us two are one of those agencies that I kind of gush about to people when I talk about, yeah. you know, stuff in London. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they consistently put out Good great work. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they've got to be at the forefront of kind of London design scene, oh, sure. game scene, yeah. everything, mobile scene. Mm-hmm. Have you ever dabbled in game design at all? Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's, one... a, that's a long no. <laughs> well, I was thinking of the, the first ever thing kind of creative that I did with the computer was uh, I, I had this piece of software called uh, <laughs> called what? Watching porn. <laughs> That's not creative. It could be. Well, it could, it yeah, could, it be. could be. The no, I used to have this piece of software called the Games Factory. Okay. And it was uh, I think it was a kind of advanced version of another piece of software called Click and Play. Okay. And it was really big in the kind of late nineties, early two thousands, two thousands. So what did you do in this software? Well, it's essentially. It's a, it's kind of like a really advanced PowerPoint. Okay. Right? So it's visual, it's kind of a visual programming language, not massively dissimilar from Scratch, which is the, the programming languages that uh, Code Club. Yeah, and... they use it to teach kids how to code. Yeah, exactly. And it's, <clears throat> it's a great template for learning code because you have events, you can do functions, you know, uh, you have objects for effect- mm-hmm. which are effectively models or. Yeah. You know, so it's and... code driven as opposed to sort of visually. Uh, no, you would kind of, you had this kind of grid of, down the left would be events and you would say, you know, when the character hits dynamite or whatever, mm-hmm. then over here you'd, you'd right click on the character and you'd say explode or whatever. Um, it was very, very, very simple, but it taught you to think how, kind of how programming works. And I made a game where you would control an orange and you would walk through a maze. Okay. Uh, and if you hit the side of the maze, you explode. Okay. Into fire, yeah. like Into... most oranges do. <laughs> As do when they um, hit when the they size hit of walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was... So that was my extending game doubling, that's what I'm getting at. Um, whether it would work on an Oculus Rift <laughs> is another... Where uh, you're the orange and the walls are lava. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it could be quite a scary Imagine, game. That's, that's an experiment waiting to happen for psychologists. Imagine you're an orange. Yeah. How do you feel? Juice yourself. Yeah, that was the extent of my... So no, is the no, answer. No, <laughs> it's a long answer to that question. Yeah. Have I had any involvement in games? No. no. I'd love to, I yeah. think, but I'm not very... Uh... I, I, I think it must be <clears throat> such hard work. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, the hardest thing about games is that the kind of, you know, the, the golden rule is that it has to be fun. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing is actually knowing what is fun. You're making because a good point. things that sound like fun aren't fun. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, hopscotch, not fun. Looks like fun. 
Not fun. Do you think it was fun? Yo yo. Fifteen years ago, when I was a kid. Yo yos are fun. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Don't no, call it. <laughs> Pokemon is that fun? I don't think so. Mm, depends. Like, why aren't yo yos fun? They're fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's quite fun. We have one. We actually one turned up. Someone, one of our customers, sent this one as a gift. I think uh, for Christmas. Okay. And uh, could you do any tricks? Uh, can I do any tricks? That's an understatement. I can do Cat's Cradle. Oh no, wait, that's something else. That, that I can cool. do. That is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's okay. a thing. Yeah, that's when you I lift can do up the walking yo-yo. the dog. Yeah, <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> that's the two most basic yeah. tricks that they teach you when you start playing yo-yo. I remember when. Uh, wow. What yo-yo did that you have? Down. Uh, what yo-yo did I have? Yeah. Uh, it was a plastic one. Okay. I had a bumblebee. It was my my, my favorite Ooh, yo-yo. Yeah. The sort of black and yellow. There was a guy called, like, Yo-Yo-Hannes or something. What was his name? He was like Yo-Yo-Fingers or something. He had some sort of awesome <laughs> gang nickname. I think the thing that I always find surprising <clears throat> is, I, I used to play Yo-Yos as a kid. I was never very good. I, I could do, like, maybe, like, two more tricks than you, but that was about it. Um, <laughs> so putting me down, <laughs> you, knowingly, knowing that you can do any I could still do better. more tricks than you. That was okay. fun. <laughs> and, um, but I watched these videos on YouTube, and I am just like, these kids are, like, they're insanely good at this. Like, they basically yeah. do all sorts of shit that you just don't think would be I, possible with a yo-yo. Yeah. How do you, how do you, is it natural, innate talent? Is it, I saw a girl playing Super Mario Brothers theme tune on a guitar, and she must be six or seven. Okay. But it's amazing. I'd, and it's, I'd, I'd quite like to hear this. Mmm. <laughs> Let's try and find yeah. it. Um, pass me. Does this, does this work? It does work. It just needs a password. Oh, okay. Um, ice machine's making quite a lot of noise. The ice, that's what an ice machine does. Does it makes ice? Does it spit out? Ice? Yeah. So basically, it has like almost like what you'd call fingers, yeah. and it <laughs> what, <laughs> no, what that, I'd call fingers, <laughs> what anyone would call fingers, <laughs> and that it, it, it and it just cools the um, just pushes cold air onto it and freezes it on those water. on those fingers. Um, I've typed in Super Mario theme guitar. I can't wait to have that uh, in my search results. Okay, this isn't... I don't think this is who I was thinking of. But, let's... What was she playing? Oh, I don't think that's a girl. <laughs> that's... Yeah, okay, I mean, this isn't... But even so, I mean, Okay, that's guitars. that's pretty impressive, the fact that he... I'm pretty sure it's a he. Has no, two guitars. So he's having one guitar and one bass? Who is that? No, no they're both guitars. guitars. They're both electric guitars. Oh my god, he's literally. Oh, that's crazy. No, that is pretty impressive. That's okay, but he's not a seven year old girl like I, no. like I made him out to be. No. Um, this is. Yeah. Wow. It's still pretty impressive though. No, it definitely is. But, uh, you know, party tricks. <laughs> I. What is your party trick? Other than um, designing products for people. Other than designing products. Quick if you go! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than designing oh, products for people. It's like a phablet, but for. Yeah. Um, That's. I must be so fun to hang around in parties. <laughs> yeah. Remind yeah. me to never invite. Yeah, who in here has an Android phone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Let me tell me what's wrong about your lifestyle choices. Yeah. Um, um, what is my party trick? I, uh, making drinks? Does that count? Hmm. Yeah, that's probably, my, that that's probably my party trick in that. Okay. You can take me to a house party and from the 
odd bits of liquor that people tend to have in their cupboards, I can probably make something that is drinkable. That's that's, that's a skill. That's, that's it's like hair it. cutting. Or <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, but I mean it's a skill that people need to drink things. Yeah. I mean you know water if you're you know if, yeah, a common blade man, but uh, you know cocktails oh. if you're a gentleman. What's your party trick? Uh, making an owl-like sound with my hands. <laughs> making an owl-like sound. Weird. Do you want to hear it? Of course, I want to hear it. There's a better backstory actually. Okay. I mean, go it's on. better than the actual party trick. Yeah. It's not that good. I was sitting in Canada. You were sitting in Canada. I was. I was in Canada. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was skiing. Okay. Yeah. So imagine, like when I was holding the ice shaker, it was cold. My yes. hands were cold. What do you do when your hands are cold? You blow in them to warm them up. Yeah. I was sitting in, I, I think I'd gone snowboarding and I went to a cafe and I was, I mean, I was, you know, I was 12 in the story. So I wasn't just, you know, a man about Canada <laughs> going to cafes whenever I fancy with a top hat. Okay. Um, and I went, into a, I went into a coffee shop and I was blowing on my hands to keep them warm because they were so cold. And I've also got really bad circulation, which doesn't help. And I was kind of like, and then <laughs> that came out. I've never, and I, I was as shocked as you are now. That's, when you make a sound your, that's your party with your trick. own body from your hands, that, that is that sound. Yeah, it gets better. Okay. Oh wait, <laughs> I can't do it if I'm laughing. <laughs> there we go. Is that what owls sound like? Well, no. You sound more like a like a. Sounds whisper. like I'm calling out. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. Owl. Are you the owl whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take your pants off. Uh. You. <laughs> I don't think owls. <laughs> owls. Owls. Um, I don't think owls wear any. That's a really hard thing to say. Okay. Yeah. The word owl and owl in the same sentence. I've had people who think my name is owl. Owl. Yeah. O-W-L. Mostly French people. Owl monk. People, you know, friends of mine will be like, hey, hey, this is Owl, and they'll be like, oh, hey, Owl. <laughs> yep, no, that's not my name. My name is not Owl. It is short for Owl. It stuff. could be. That's a pretty cool name. Owl. Owl, owl monk. Owl monk. <laughs> I'm going to register that Twitter handle just in case. I think I might do it before you. <laughs> I'm going to run an Owl monk. Oh my god, there's... Yes. An Almonk well, like parody account on Almonk. It's just me that with a beak. That is happening. It's happening. Let's talk about uh, the HTC One launched. The HTC One. Yeah. Okay. The new one, the M8 or the Mate. The M8. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have such. I did see quite a lot of people calling it Billy they One. Just, Billy One Mate. They just call it their phone Mate. Yeah. Like it's HTC One Mate. Oh, have you got the new Mate? Have you got the One Mate? Have mate? you got the One Mate? Where's my one mate? Like, where's have... my one mate? Where's my like one? Where's my one? Oh shit! It's on the fucking couch again. <laughs> if it was more somber, it could be like, "Where's my one mate?" Where's my like, one mate? Where, where's my one? <laughs> uh, it's a stupid name. It's I mean, a it's terrible just, just name. Either call it the one. Like, surely they have people working for them in the UK that can go, "Guys, that's a really crap name because people will take the piss out of you your new phone." Think that, but these multinational companies. I was Rick uh, Lomas. Sent me something the other day of a. Uh, it was this bottle of water made by Coca Cola called Devandra or some. some Dasani? Dasani, there yeah. you go. And the. 
the the tagline is something like open a bottle of spunk <laughs> or like drink spunk it's not is it yeah no it actually is it's not Wikipedia a bottle of spunk yeah no it is it's it's like bottled spunk or something really like huh i don't want i don't want to open a bottle of spunk <laughs> Early advertisements referred to the sunny as bottled spunk. There we go. the tagline, can't live without spunk. Can't live without spunk. Yeah. I'm sure Whose party trick is that? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, I, yeah. I like bottled spunk. What the... What the hell? The but I mean, yeah. One mate is a bad name. One mate, yeah. I mean, it has to be mate, right? Not M8. No, I'm pretty sure it's M8. What does that mean? What's the M... What's the know. A? It's a bad name. But, 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 I'm, you know, I've always been interested, really interested in what everyone other than the iPhone is doing. Okay. Right? Like, Apple made great products. I love them. But, I, you know, I kind of have this, this kind of weird, oh, I want to try what else. You're Android there. curious. That's I'm, I'm bi-curious. You're Android curious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um... I think we all are to an extent, isn't it? Like, I've had an iPhone since iPhone 1. I don't know. Yeah, same. Yeah, sorry, that's 2007? Yeah, something Seven like years, man. That is a long time. Though, it is a long time. I think you just get used to having, I think, an iPhone. Yeah, and like, I think, mm. generally, it's a really, really well-designed product by people that care. Yeah. So I actually used a um, Nexus... Four, was it? Um, I was in the States for about six weeks and I um, basically bought a Nexus okay. um, to use with an AT&T SIM card. Um, so I actually used, um, this was the previous version of Android, so it's not the latest, whatever it's called, cupcakes or... Always. Gingerbread? No, that's old. KitKat! KitKat, yes, it's yeah, called yeah. KitKat. So it, it might have been even two versions before. And, and I kind of used it for about six weeks. And, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it was... There are a few things that I thought it did a lot better than my iPhone did, and that's mainly being able to share stuff amongst um, applications. Okay. Like, I could take a photo in the photo app and then and send say, it. send this to Evernote, yeah. and it would do that. Whereas if I wanted to do my on my iPhone, I have to go through about 14 steps. Yeah. Take the photo, save it to camera roll, open Evernote, open create camera. a new note, yeah. choose from photos... That is actually so a lot the of the things, complaint. yeah. Yeah. That they have, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you used one at all for any length of time? Yeah. So I bought a, I bought a Nexus Four. Okay. And I had it when uh, when I went to New York last October. Mm-hmm. And I was kind. Of, I bought it kind of on a whim because they were quite cheap. Yeah. And. Uh, this was kind of just as Android was becoming a legitimate second platform, what, a year and a half ago, I think? <laughs> sure. Like, sure. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people would argue that. about that, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, in my eyes it's still not a legitimate platform, but you know, <laughs> apparently thousands of consumers yeah. can't be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, they are wrong. You, um, just, you just called the, the mo- I, what I believe to be the most used mobile operating system in the world to not be a legitimate platform. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, don't, I still don't... I still I don't think a lot of companies think that, though, either. Like, Oh, you, you're talking about the, the, the sort of design bias that companies have towards iPhones, in that anyone who's launching a new product tends to 
Yeah, I think launch so. Launch an iPhone app first. No one gets excited about an Android app launch. There must be an example of an Android first launch. Must uh, be. I can't think of any. No. <laughs> so, uh, we'll do that another time. <laughs> no, 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 well, maybe that's that time. And there's so many know. examples of an iOS only launch. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That is such a great app. I was chatting to, um, to Mars Fitzgerald about the Sunrise. The app, yeah, the yeah. iPhone app for and calendar. I use it. Yep, that's such a great app. No, it's great, and it's free. It is, and it yep. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a thousand times better than Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, Apple's. Speaking of calendar. iPhones, though, I think the thing that I would say is um, I've gone completely third party as far as browser, email, and calendar is concerned. Interesting. So I use Chrome, Mailbox, and Sunrise. You only have two things in the dock. That is unnatural. No, it's. I I like it. It's minimalist. I also have like one page of apps. Wow. Like it's just. That is so minimalist. It's just about sort of whittling it down to. So you've down at the bottom. You've got phone and messages, which are now different colours, for some reason. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They're the same colour. I think it's just your screen is dirty. Yeah, probably. Okay, so you have Chrome, Mailbox, Summarize, Camera along the top. Chrome. Why do you use Chrome? Why do I use Chrome on Safari? Yeah. Because uh, it syncs with my... I use Chrome on the desktop and it syncs and okay. everything. Like, it's, I, I find that incredibly handy. I hate that it has the kind of 3D bezeled effect on the icon. Yeah, it doesn't fit with the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, Maps has that little bit yeah. at the bottom. Get rid of it. Um, it's, it must be yeah. some weird I Android mean, You fetish. can maybe talk about this from a sort of more development point of view because you make a couple of um, iPhone apps. Have you looked into making Android apps? Not that we're plugging them. Lines and design and use. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, have you made? Have you looked into any Android app development at all? Uh, uh no. Okay. And that so you don't because... know if it's easier or more difficult. You just. I think it's done in Java. Okay. So I mean, probably about the same level of complexity as iOS development is. Okay. Uh, Are think... the tools better for iOS? Xcode, Interface Builder. I mean, the tools are great. Yeah. I I don't have much kind of you know history with Android stuff to to compare it with. But uh, when I started off doing iOS development, I was using RubyMotion. Okay. The tools they give you are effectively a command line mm-hmm. to build the app and run it in a simulator, and um, and you know whichever text editor you want to mm-hmm. uh, bring to the party uh, with Xcode and Xcode five, which I think is the latest one. It's an amazing environment to create apps. If the web was kind of 10% as structured and as, you know, kind of beautifully thought out. And as closed as iOS was. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, yeah. Then it would be amazing because yeah. it's, th- it's a great... Okay, that in a way gets me to quite actually nicely into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which yeah. is um, basically tools for web development. Oh, sorry, I should say more sort of web design and prototyping in general. Um, so there's a bit of sort of buzz around Sketch 3 that's coming out uh, soon. Yeah. Um, I believe you are one of the chosen few <laughs> to be granted the beta. So when I hit 30,000 followers, <laughs> I started to get a lot of offers from people. Yeah. 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 American one Apparel Direction tickets. to sponsor me. One Direction tickets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harry Styles may be one of my followers. It may not be, but sorry, sorry. I haven't gone through all the 200 spam accounts to find out. You mean 28,000 spam accounts. But... Sorry, yeah, I'm in of the ones that are called Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did get a sketch through um, beer invite, mm-hmm. and that was because uh, uh, a while ago I made a plugin for Sketch, which basically 
had a very kind of simple integration mm -hmm. with Git. Um, what does it do? Uh, it basically, while you're working on a sketch document, uh, automates the kind of committing of that document to Git. Oh, that's awesome. So you save and it commits automatically to Git. Uh, yeah, it's not quite that smart, but yeah, <laughs> you can, you can, you know, you can, you can commit a certain version to Git. Okay. And then you can roll back, obviously. Oh, I'm, I seem to have impaled myself <laughs> on a nail in the bar. There we go. Uh, yeah, no, and it's, you know, you can commit and it asks yeah. for a message and it's, it's a very, very simple integration, but it got, you know, it was kind of fortunate enough to get quite a lot of, uh, hmm. Coverage, I guess. So, Sketch Three, is it is it the future? It's, is it? It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a huge amount of respect for Bohemian Coding and the kind of I think it's a very small team behind yeah, it. It's I think it's like guys. four or five people. Yep. Um, and it is, you know, I mean, I think for I started using it uh, quite a while ago, probably getting on for two years ago, and I wrote a you know a uh, profanity-filled blog post about how good it was and how shit. Photoshop was okay. Uh, and it's, is it it's yet great. your main tool at work? Yeah, it's totally my main tool. I mean, okay. to the point where I only installed CS, whatever it's called, the new monthly... Creative Cloud. Yeah, That's there we go. Create yeah. CC. CC. There it is. Yeah. CC. Uh, I only installed that within the last uh, in the last couple of months mm -hmm. or so, and that was only to use Photoshop for photo editing. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great, great tool, and I'd be very surprised, you know, if good UI designers and web designers aren't using it. Because it's so built for purpose, unlike Photoshop. Well, what is the purpose? Is it designing for the web? Is that the purpose? Yeah, I think so. And, and, mobile? and devices. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly a lot of the push in it is mm -hmm. towards mobile devices. Yeah. They've had kind of retina mm -hmm. export and stuff for since version yeah. 2 at least. So I saw a tweet the other day, I'm going to make a drink, so I'm going to swap places. Okay, awesome. Um, so one of the, um, the someone tweeted the other day. It was like a Venn diagram, and it, they were saying we need to do better than this. And on one side, it basically had tools for um, flat design, okay, um, things like you know Photoshop, and 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 on the other side, it said stuff you can use to animate things, right? And and there is the, I think the point they were trying to make is basically we have a good tool in Sketch sort of emerging for um, designing flat sort of mocks. Um, yeah. I don't mean flat and flat design terms, I mean like basically um, designs static. that are static, yeah, static yeah. designs. And, <clears throat> and people use all sorts of things to um, basically design for, um, for movement, for animation. Yeah. So um, a lot of people use Keynote, yeah. uh, which is definitely not a purpose-built tool for that, but it, but it works well enough. Yeah, I um, use Keynote a lot for uh, Keynote, kind right. of prototyping animation yep. and stuff. Um, and then there are a few other things like, um, so Facebook, for example, recently said that they built something that sits on top of Quartz Composer to yeah. do animation modeling. Uh, there's something called Framer.js uh, mm. that I, uh, I think... That's another job. Facebook thing. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I think it's a JavaScript, isn't it? It's a JavaScript yeah, framework yeah. For, uh, for sort of doing animation. Um, but there's no kind of, uh, there's no emerging kind of UI prototyping tool in the sense of like animations and, and those sort of things. Yeah. So what's, what's the sort of deal with that? Do we have the right tools for doing that sort of work or? Yeah, it's a really hard one because I think the challenge is kind of building tools that allow people to do whatever they want, mm -hmm. right? 
And you know, you have something like Keynote, which is great for prototyping and iPhone up, where the kind of animations are very prescribed. Things yeah. like sliding around the navigation controller and stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, I think there's tools like Cause Composer, which are really like super powerful. Yeah. Um, but also not very accessible if you're yeah. sort of trying to learn. So that's the thing. I think the, the learning software. curve to yeah. something like that is really hard because it's a mm-hmm. whole, it's a whole kind of like mental shift uh, in terms of how you think about sure. how the animation mm-hmm. works. You know, compared to something like JavaScript or even you know, obviously something like Keynote. Um, but I mean, Facebook, Facebook seems to be championing course Composer more than Apple. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a thousand times more. They seem to be really passionate about Please it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Quartz Composer's original use is for um, animation within sort of OS X and iOS apps. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. I think so. Um, I think OS X at some point introduced core animation, yeah. which was a kind of you know low-down animation library for OS X apps, and obviously that made it through to iOS. And I think Quartz Composer is kind of built on the, on the mm-hmm. sort of same, uh, sitting on top of the same kind of framework. Um, but yeah, I mean, something like Facebook Home, and they made a big deal about how it was prototyped in... Facebook Home? Composer. You mean Facebook Paper? No, I mean Home. It was... Oh, uh, the, the, the Android. actual Android um, yeah. skin. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a bit more than skin, isn't it? So that's another interesting thing about Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, kind of ridiculed that for being a, a failure and a skin of, you know, Android. But I thought it was great. Did you actually use it? Uh, I, I have it on my Nexus 4, yeah. Okay. It's not... I mean... Are you a big Facebook user? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big Facebook user, but I use it more than, you know, people who ridicule it. <laughs> like, I like it. I think it's a great product. I think a lot of people add people what, they Facebook hate. in large? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Wait. great. Uh, I'm, hit, I'm listening. Really. Okay. Just wander out to the ice cupboard. Be careful for the ice that I spilled on the floor. <laughs> That's melted by now. So we're good. <laughs> oh, good. That's yeah. fine. When do we get to learn how the uh, point of sale system works? Is that never? <laughs> Is that the last, the last that's, lesson? That's, that's the last lesson. Yeah. What are you making? Uh, the same. Oh, yeah. another we're margarita. Sticking, we're sticking to the same drink. Okay, yeah. cool. Wow, that is frothy. Just as you. Uh... Oh, thank you. It's full of. <laughs> It's gonna make the sound joke. Oh, uh, it's not full of spunk. <laughs> no, it's not full of spunk at all. Some people would argue that we're sitting here talking about it and therefore it's been successful. <laughs> I haven't talked about any other water brand. Let's mention them all. So That's it's true. Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bombay. We're not like the BBC. We don't have to give bias. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other water brands are available. <laughs> I mean, bottled water is a con anyway, right? It's like, a con. Who, who is buying bottled water? Um, I mean, other than other travelers than like, I'm in, in a train station. India. And I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Travelers in India. <laughs> but I mean, that's a legit thing. What is a legit thing? Water when you're abroad, drinking it, right? You will, you, you're, you're more likely to get sick if you drink tap water in a foreign country. More because, it's not because it's dangerous for you, but because... Your body's not accustomed to all the bacteria that might be in the local water. Yeah, because oh, right. we we basically gain immunity to all sorts of stuff by just being exposed to it every day, such as Saharan such dust. As, <laughs> Saharan dust. What was that about? 
Don't go outside because the wind has dust in it from the Sahara Desert. The day that they said, uh, you know, don't go outside mm. because the dust from, you know, the middle Africa yes, is uh, the Midlands of Africa, <laughs> as the Saharan is popularly known, is, is blowing onto cars and don't, it's gonna so, be bad for Yeah, you. the first time I actually heard about this was um, on the 1st of April. I was like, good one, guys. Good ha, April Saharan Fools. dust. Saharan Lol. dust is blowing the UK. Don't go outside. Um, turns yeah. out it was a real thing. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, totally real. I So we played football yesterday against Doctor's Orders. Uh, and um, You rebels at Cocardas. We live on the edge. <laughs> you do. Yeah. We're not afraid to push the boundaries yeah. <laughs> of health and safety. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we play football and i got to say it was... I mean, it was actually noticeable. The, you could actually notice the dust in I the air. I feel heavier than... How much of that is because you read the article 10 I don't think it's that psychosomatic. Football. I think it probably is. Looking at... It's kind of like when you... Have you ever had that mouthwash that shows the plaque in your teeth? Uh, from, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's what the Saharan dust is like. When I can see it on cars, <laughs> I'm like... That you is, saw the dust That is what cars. the inside of my lungs look like. You saw the yeah, you can one. see it. You can see it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a. It kind of looks like a, someone has put sand. Seriously, like <laughs> it's really be, noticeable. Yeah, funny that thing is it's sand. That's if you had a driving license slash car, <laughs> then you would know. I would have sand all over my. Yeah, exactly. It'd be ruined. Fictional car. <laughs> it's really. Uh, yeah. I I hope it stops. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the press is really. Blowing it out. It is. It is thing. stopping in the next twenty-four hours. Apparently, really. So, Britain is safe once again <laughs> from the bad sand. Yeah, the bad kind of sand. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong kind of sand, they would say. Yeah, the yeah. trains aren't running because there's sand on the rails. <laughs> yeah, London Overground. Yeah. that's exactly the sort of thing that would happen. <laughs> yes. Well, back to prototyping tools. For a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Cause Composer we were talking about. Yes. Steep so, learning curve. Um, I spent about half a day trying to learn it. So I actually did a similar thing where, okay. um, what was the, what was Facebook's um, wrapper or the thing? Or origami. Origami, yeah. yeah. So origami came out and I was like, oh great, a tool that can do all the things that we need them to do and about an hour later I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either yeah. they're geniuses at Facebook yeah. or I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Composer is just—it seems like a hard application to learn to begin with. Again, I think it's just a total. Yeah. If you are used to how programming works. Yeah. One of the things I could never grasp when I was. Because you write, you write JavaScript. Yeah. So have you played with Prima at all? Uh, no. Okay. Because all the stuff. Your homework for next week, Al, is to go home and play with Prima.js and tell us what you think. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just looks like so much effort. To do stuff that I could, you know, I could achieve ninety sure. percent of the same with Keynote. In Keynote, yeah, yeah, true. And it'll take a long time in Keynote. I wonder how transferable the code that you write is to your production application. Oh yeah, so zero. Right? Uni. Well, I imagine. So you're saying that it's not transferable at all? I don't think so, because you're using all their kind of, you know, you're using that library rather okay. than in production. You'd be, I don't know, using some sort of probably like some custom CSS right. and stuff, CSS mm -hmm. animation. I imagine. Um, so what's the correct way to do this? Like, who should be trying to make this app? It's a is really it hard one. Is it Adobe? Is it Bohemian? Is I think it... it's going to come from someone, uh, an indie. Okay. Like, kind of like Sketch did, you know, because 
you've got to, and it can't be a broad problem you're trying to solve. It can't be like solve the entire. Sure. I think it's kind of got to be like sketch where the, you know, yeah. they kind of they picked a spectrum of design. Sure. They yeah. picked UI design, and they said we're going to nail UI mm -hmm. design. So the big thing about Sketch 3, from uh, what I read, because I'm not one of the chosen few... When you have 30,000 followers, <laughs> you, you kind of, you know, yeah. people contact you. People come yeah, to you yeah. and give you things. But it's uh, symbols, isn't it? Symbols. Yeah, are, symbols in you. Are sort of, um, so this is the sort of stuff you need in Illustrator to be able to replicate a whole bunch of UI that you need to use in um, various screens. Exactly. Um, so it's a that's going to make a hell of a difference. So, um, at Mint, we were pretty heavy users of Illustrator for a while in terms of wireframing. Okay. Uh, when we used to do like proper wireframes, we did used to use kind of symbols and use Illustrator and that sort of stuff. So I think it would be interesting to see if Sketch is indeed a replacement for that sort of work. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, but then in a way, the sort of how you approach that flow is changing more anyway. And that I don't think we'd sit down and wireframe an entire site yeah. um, today, so, but yeah, there's obviously some space for that, those sort of tools. So when is it meant to be coming out? Uh, it's got to be in the next so it's, so it's pretty solid as far as you can tell. Yeah, I mean it's... Uh, Are you using it in production? No, no, yeah. Because no. the problem, I think with Sketch, they have a kind of file compatibility problems with the old, older version and the new one. Yeah, correct. So as far as I know, you can save um, well, anything you save in Sketch 3, you can only open in Sketch 3, but you can open Sketch 2 files. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's backwards compatible, but the older versions aren't mm -hmm. forwards compatible, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really hard one with, with, you know, the whole kind of trend is moving away from wireframing and these kind of sure. static, you know, drawn on paper or even drawn in Illustrator kind of designs to let me use it and we'll iterate yeah. on that. Let's just sort of build the simplest version we can in the browser and yeah, see exactly. how it goes from there. And because, yeah. Which raises a good point about, you know, what respond, what role do these tools play in, in the sort of modern designer's workflow, if yeah. you will. So what do you use Sketch for? Is it visual UI? Is it...? I, I mean, I'm a real kind of advocate in it, in though I use it for almost everything. Okay. I use it, uh, we do, we actually do a lot of, uh, well, I mean, we do very little kind of like wireframing in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like quick sketch on, on uh, paper and then straight into sketch. You know, we've got a pretty defined, very simple look and feel, and then it's yeah. straight into that. Uh, or even, you know, with some with smaller features, just implement it straight into mm -hmm. HTML and kind of see how that goes. So, I mean, I kind of think that as... The, the future, I mean, let's talk about Macaw, which is the new... Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, that got the, released this week. Yeah, this week. Uh, the visual design, but push out HTML. Yeah. Tool. I haven't actually played with it yet. So I had a play, and it's it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Macaw, uh, you know, effectively drawing HTML uh, in a kind of really, really visual way. You don't mm -hmm. see any code. Um, and it's quite The big powerful. question that people usually have with these things is, what's the code like? Yeah, I think it's reasonably good. Okay. From from what I've seen, mm -hmm. you can kind of name the elements, so it's quite you know reasonably semantic yeah. and mm -hmm. 
Uh, so people have horror stories of like Dreamweaver HTML, uh, Spacer.gif, yeah. and how they used to try and solve that problem. Um, but technology has come a long way since, so it'll be. It's a really, but at the same time, I mean, I used it for, you know, forty-five minutes, gave it a mm -hmm. quick run through, and it crashed four times. And wow, yeah, it's so just front end front end developers aren't quite out of the job yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've as long as they don't crash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, I think it has the potential to be great, but I mean, it's, it was so, some things in the UI were so hard to figure out, and it's all about responsive kind of first, and, okay. but it kind of does it in a slightly, I don't know, I'm responsive yeah. web design is a kind of interesting thing anyway, because I kind of wonder whether it'll still be done the same way, like, people kind of, it seems to be that the general practice is, you know, you design for three screen sizes, desktop, right. mm -hmm. iPad, and mobile. Sure. Uh, and, you know, obviously seem to be watches and Google, Google Glass. <laughs> watches and glass, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, um, um, if you're my opinion, it will change much like everything else that Windows has changed. Um, yeah. And, but the principle of designing um, for whatever medium people might be consuming your content in, that principle's got to stick. Hmm. And that's basically the, the sort of the root of what responsive design is trying to achieve. It's not. It's not. I mean, responsive design isn't setting out that you design for three screen sizes. That's just a a compromise you come to due to sort of the practicalities of the real world, and you just sort of say we're going to optimize for yeah, yeah, no, that's true. These sort of things, but the idea, the sort of thinking of saying let's let our content basically be well. In to to be quite frank, respond to whatever mm. sort of medium people are in right now. That principle is, is sound. Yeah, it's a really obvious in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's a space that a lot of people are trying to get into as well. I mean, Adobe are actually putting they've made a thing called it? Edge Reflow. Edge Reflow. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Just to add another word in there. <laughs> Reflow. Why not just call it Reflow? Adobe Reflow. Because they already have a product called Edge. Okay. I don't know oh. what it does. No, I think you're right. Yeah, and it was, I've, I actually use that quite a lot. It's actually, uh, for just kind of laying out web, like simple web okay. designs. Mm -hmm. Because it's much easier to play with that, immediately put it in a browser, than mm -hmm. it is with something like Sketch, where you're kind of looking at an image effectively. Yeah. That's the kind of, the only downfall with Sketch for me, is that, and I, you know, it's probably not something they even want to address, but like the whole seeing it in a browser, mm -hmm. how does it actually feel when I use it? Sure. Is really different, and like, you know, I I personally end up over designing things. Sure. And looking at something like uh, GitHub, which I think is a really good like interface. It's super super stripped down. Yeah. But it's well, really nice and usable, and it's uh -huh. it's kind of you know. That is the harder thing to judge when you're designing effectively images when yeah. you're using Sketch, and it's very easy to put a nice gradient or a nice border on an image and. And you know, have these really beautiful uh, kind of you know box shadows and stuff. On, but it's you know, in practicality, you could kind of just do with a rectangle yeah. and a link. You know? For sure. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting space. Mm -hmm. There's another another app called Sparkle as well, which I've heard. It's Haven't seen it. Really nice. What does it do? It's basically it's it's almost like a kind of sweet love child of Sketch and uh, and uh, Macaw, I guess. It's a kind of native HTML okay. drawing app. But yeah, it's pretty rad.
Sounds like exciting times. For... Mm. Design software. Design software. Real niche. 2014 is, is when it's going to get good. So, Sketch uh, in the Oculus Rift is. Uh, oh, I believe... the, the, now there's something. Mm-hmm. Designing. Sketch mirror. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I just saw it literally a couple of hours ago. Someone was making a tool that lets you draw in 3D space while you're wearing Oculus Rift. No way. Yeah, what, you you, just... what you can draw. Yeah, you basically have like in your hand a, a facsimile of a pen and wow. you're sort of drawing and you can walk around and drawing and, and do all sorts of stuff. That's amazing. We should just buy a dev kit. Let's do it. Okay. The Oculus dev kit. Yeah, yeah let's totally do that. Pretty what am I going to draw? Cock and balls. Sorry. Cock and balls. That is going to be the first thing that you draw. Really any drawing balls. tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You... <laughs> That's probably the first thing that I drew in Done. Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the review of it. Yeah. It was great. I couldn't quite perfect the balls.